Hey, everybody, welcome to the Gregory Dickow podcast. We are on day 14 of our fast from wrong thinking. We are two weeks in, and today we're fasting from a thought that says, that's just the way I am. And on today's episode, we're throwing it back to a message from January 1st of 2017. It's called The Power of Knowing Who You Are. And in this message, Gregory Dickow shares all about your identity as a joint heir with Jesus and how that is the key to living and walking in victory every single day of your life. I hope you enjoy. In order to succeed in spiritual warfare, there's a lot of talk about spiritual warfare in the world today, in the body of Christ. Many Christians, many preachers have different views of spiritual warfare. Are we fighting demons? Are we fighting devils? Well, my Bible says that we're to cast out demons and we're to resist the devil. So that just to cast a demon out is not spiritual warfare and to resist the devil is not really quote unquote spiritual warfare. That's just we, we, we resist the devil the way Jesus resisted the devil. When Satan came to him to tempt him, Jesus said, it is written. And then the devil tempted him again. And Jesus said, it is written. And then the devil tempted him again. And Jesus said, it is written. What a great way to start our day. What a great way to start our week. What a great way to start a year with it is written. How many remember in John chapter one, verse one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In other words, in the beginning was the word. Everybody say in the beginning was the word. So the beginning of anything should start with the word of God in the beginning of our day should start with the word of God. The beginning of our week should start with the word of God. The beginning of our year should start with the word of God. The beginning of a marriage should start with the word of God. The beginning of having a child and a family should start with the word of God. In the beginning was the word of God. You're going to start a new job. Start it with the word of God, because in the beginning of anything, we ought to have the word of God coming out of our mouth because the word of God carries the life of God in it. Spiritual warfare is the battle over who you're going to believe you are. Who are you going to believe you are? Because as soon as Satan showed up in the Garden of Eden in the form of the serpent, as soon as he showed up, the first thing he wanted to do was challenge who Adam and Eve thought they were. He challenged their identity. Let's look there in Genesis chapter one in verse 26. God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, notice what we are is what determines what we have. He said, let us make man in our image and then let them have dominion. You're not going to have what God wants you to have until you know what God made you to be. Let us make man in our image and then let them have dominion. You're not going to walk in what God wants you to have until you renew your mind to who you are. You are made in the image of God. I want you to say that. Say, I am made in the image of God. Notice what he said. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So we are made just like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're made in that same image. We are spirit, soul, and body. If you don't like the, the life, the shape your life is in, deal with your thought life and your thought life will shape your outer life. So when I get that's why it says in Isaiah 55, God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
so my ways are higher than your ways. So if we elevate our thoughts, then automatically we will elevate our ways. Our ways will be elevated because our thoughts are elevated. He said, watch over your heart when he's talking about your thought life. Watch over your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Have you ever met somebody that's always dealing with an issue and they're always bringing you into their issue and you always need tissue for their issue? What, what is happening in their life? Why all these issues all the time? Why the drama all the time? Because all those issues flow from the heart. So if the heart or the thought life is what he's referring to there, as the thought life is fixed on the word of God, then the issues begin to die down and they take care of themselves. And so we're so focused on putting out all the fires in our life, but if we'll, if we'll deal with our thought life, most of the fires won't even get started. Okay, so this is the thought life we need to deal with today is understanding who we are because Satan's first attempt and his assault against us is to challenge our confidence in who we are. So the first thing God says about man is I've made you in my image and in my likeness. And then the first thing Satan does is he attacks that fundamental truth in Genesis three, verse one, when he says the serpent is more crafty than any beast of the field and says to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And she said, you shall not eat it unless you touch it, lest you die. Verse three, you shall not eat it or touch it lest you die. Verse four. And the serpent says you will not die. God says you will. The serpent says you won't. That ought to tell us something that everything Satan is, is, is trying to do is challenge what God said. So spiritual warfare really is believing what God said, no matter what the devil says, no matter what anybody else says, no matter what your mama says or your daddy says, no matter what the teacher said, no matter what the preacher said, what did God's what does God's word say? What does God's word say? And then verse five, look at what the devil says. Verse five. Oh, God knows the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. You will be like God. So the devil is trying to promise them something that they already had. They already were like God. Last time I checked was Genesis 1:26. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So guess what? Who is Adam and Eve like? They're already like God. They're already made in his image. They're already made in his likeness. And what does Satan come after? The likeness of God. Well, if you eat from this tree, then you'll really be like God. No, they already were like God. And this is Satan's game with most all of us is he's always trying to get us to try to go after something that we already have. You already have the image of God in you. You already have the love of God in you. You already have the peace of God in you. you already have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Satan's trying to say you, you don't have this. You don't have that. You already have it. Now, what Satan's trying to do is blind you from realizing that you have it. The whole goal of spiritual warfare to win in spiritual warfare. We need to know what we already are now. So notice Satan goes after their identity. You'll be like God if you you're not like God now, but you will be like God if you disobey him. 
So he goes after their identity. Now let's look at how he, what he did with Jesus. If you look in Matthew chapter four, verse three, the same thing happens. So Jesus is in the wilderness, just like Adam and Eve were in the garden and Satan comes. Jesus is in the wilderness and Satan comes. And when the tempter comes to him, he says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread as if Jesus had to prove that he was the son of God by turning the stones into bread. And what the reality is, you don't have to prove anything to know that you're the son of God or a daughter of you're a child of God, because first John three, verse one says, behold, look at this first John three, verse one, behold, what manner of love is this? What manner of love the father has for us that we should be called children of God, that we should be called children of God. You see, everything in the Bible is an announcement that we have become children of God the moment we're saved. Because when you know you're a child of God, you know you have the rights of being an heir of what is yours in Christ. And so if Satan can undermine your the confidence of who you are in Christ, then you won't pray with authority. You won't go to God boldly to the throne of his grace. You won't speak boldly. You won't give boldly. You won't you won't smile boldly. You won't live boldly. You'll live sheepishly, cowardly with inferiority all of your life because Satan has undermined who you are. He'll say to you, well, look at you. You're you know, you're not black enough. You're not white enough. You're not feminine enough. You're not male enough. You're not rich enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. Uh, you don't have this. You don't have that. And remember what you have flows from who you are. So when you know you're a child of God, look at what Paul said in Romans chapter eight, verse 15, he said, he said, look, Romans chapter eight, verse 15, for you are no longer uh, enslaved to the spirit of bondage that leads to fear. He said, for you have received the spirit of adoption. You're a child of God. You've been adopted to the family of God. And he said, and now you can cry out, Abba, father, he's as much your father as he is Jesus father. Even when I mess up, even when I screw up, even when I yes, haven't your kids messed up and screwed up, but they're still you're still their father. You're still their mother. They're still your child. Verse 16 goes on to say the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ that whoa, we're not sub heirs, we're joint heirs. When we file our taxes, we file them jointly. That means everything she owes, I owe everything she has. I have it's jointly it's equal. And the Bible here says we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. We have the same inheritance that he has. And what we need to do is it says if we suffer with him, we need to suffer. And it doesn't doesn't mean suffering with sickness or suffering with disease or suffering with with poverty. 
those are forms of suffering, but that's not, that's not the suffering he's talking about here. The suffering here is the word resisting. We must resist the way Jesus resisted. How did Jesus resist the devil? It is written. It is written. It is written. How do we resist him? It is written. It is written. It is written. That's suffering. Anybody can just accept that whatever happens in your life, God meant it to happen. But that's not God's way of spiritual battle. We're supposed to gird up our loins with the truth. And the truth is, is that God's word is our tool and our and our weapon to use against every lie of the enemy. When you speak God's word, stuff happens. When you when you read God's word, stuff happens. When you pray God's word, stuff happens. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Say that I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What is his is ours. Where he is, we are. Ephesians 2, 6 says we are seated with him in heavenly places. We're not seated under him. We're not seated a few notches below. He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are seated together with him. His authority is our authority. When we pray, it's like Jesus praying. When we speak to the mountain, it's like Jesus speaking to the mountain. You don't want to walk like that? That's okay. You can be a little sheepish little Christian that doesn't have any authority. You have it. You're just not using it because you have a false humility, false humility. So, oh, no, I, I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of power that can shut up and gird up and speak up and rise up and be the man or woman that God created you to be and speak to that mountain, speak to those dry bones, speak to the valley and say, son, stand still, speak to the dry bones and say, these bones shall live. We got too many Christians. We got too many Christians that are just bound up and we got to start speaking up so that we can take our rightful place and rise up and be the be the parents God called us to be. Be the business owners God called us to be. Be the brothers and sisters to one another that we're called to be. Stop living as a grasshopper with an inferiority complex and start taking your rightful place by knowing who you are. You're a joint heir. Say, I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. This is what Satan is after, folks. He's after your identity because you bear the image of God. When you know who you are, several things will happen. When you know yourself the way God intended for you to know yourself, you will forgive like God forgives. John 20 tells us you will stop comparing yourself to others out of inferiority complex like Second Corinthians 10 tells us. You will be completely free from jealousy like First Corinthians chapter three tells us. You will be able to withstand all of hell's power, Matthew chapter 16 tells us. You will be able to overcome temptation and stop sinning, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tells us. You will do great things for God, Daniel 11:32 tells us. And you will pray with authority and power, James chapter 5 verse 16 tells us. 
You will do all of these things when you know who you are. So the focus doesn't need to be on, I got to do this and I should be able to do this and I should be able to do this. No, the focus should be on knowing who you are because when you know who you are, these things flow naturally and freely out of your life. You, when you know you're a, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, you start praying like you, you, like you start praying like heaven's going to move some stuff around. When you know who you are in Christ, you start speaking like some mountains are about to get their running shoes on and they're going to run from the utterance of your voice. When you know who you are, you're going to walk into some hospitals and you're going to start putting some hospitals out of business because nobody's going to be able to stay sick in that place. Got to know who you are. We got to know who we are. You know who you are. You know what you have. You know what you're made of. Let me give you some things and then we'll close. You've been made in the same image as God. Genesis 1:26 says you have been made with the same spirit. You carry the same spirit that Jesus carried. Romans 8:11 says you have the same love inside of you that Jesus has. Romans 5 verse 5 says. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not tapping into these things because we didn't know these things were in our account. It's like if you had a bank account with all this money, but you didn't know that you had the money, you'll never put a, a withdrawal through, you'll never use your ATM card unless you know you got something in there, because you know if there's nothing in there and you put that card in, the card disappears. Does that happen to anybody? That's another subject for another day. All right. But when, but when you know this is who you are, you start placing a demand on these things that are in you and you start drawing from the account of love. You start drawing from the account of the Holy Spirit. According to 2 Corinthians 4.13, you have the same faith that Jesus had. All you need is a mustard seed. According to Galatians 3.29, you have the same promise that Jesus had. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 through 16, you have the same mind that Jesus had. And 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And 1 Corinthians 2 says, you have the mind of Christ. You say, well, if I have the mind of Christ, why do I make so many stupid decisions? Because you have to choose which mind you're gonna listen to. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. What he's saying is there's two different people he's talking about here, his old man and his new man, his old self and his new self. I, my old self, was crucified with Christ and it's no longer I, my old self, who lives, but the life that I now live, my new self lives in the flesh, I live by faith, I, my new self, lives by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. My old self, was crucified, my new self lives by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. You see, you have to be the deciding factor. You can either side with your old self or you can side with your new self. You must choose. That's the battle between your flesh and your spirit. The flesh 
wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. The flesh is your old self and your old way of thinking. And the spirit is your new self and God's way of thinking. And you, your mind has to choose. I'm siding with my new self today. I'm going to align my thinking with God's thinking. So my mind gets in agreement with my spirit. Does this make sense to anybody? You have the same mind as Christ, the same anointing. First John 227 says, and the same authority. Luke 1019 says, behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means injure you, hurt you or harm you. Now we can walk around this life like Christian ostriches and we can stick our head in the sand at all the problems in the world, or we can pray with authority like Jesus gave us to pray. We can pray as the righteousness of God, like James 5:16 tells us to. We can start talking like we have and we are who God says we are. We can start or we can be you know, just sheepish, wimpy, banana back, flimsy, flamsy, milk toast Christians. Or we can be men and women of whom the world is not worthy, men and women who know their God and therefore we know ourselves and therefore we will win every battle because the great author of the art of war said, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you will win every battle. So we have to know our enemy is the devil trying to rob us of our identity, but we know ourselves. Who are we? Children of God, sons and daughters of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And when you start thinking that way about yourself, you'll start living that way from yourself. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, if you haven't signed up yet for the Fast and Wrong Thinking, you can visit fastandwrongthinking.com and you'll start getting daily emails for the next 40 days. You can also search Fast and Wrong Thinking on the YouVersion Bible app and follow along there as well. Also, let Gregory Dickow know how you're enjoying this fast. You can message him on Facebook or Twitter at Gregory Dickow. Thanks for listening and have a great day.